Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Let's Wine About It. On today's episode, I am so excited to say I have my wonderful sister here. She is my ride or die. She is the one that sees everything, gives me that thousand words text message. I mean, she's the most amazing human I've ever met in my life. And we're going to go into detail of how we met. So let's get this fucking shit started. Let me introduce her. Her name is Sierra or CJ, and that's the only names you're allowed to call her. Don't call her anything else because we have some stories about that. People calling any of us out of our name. Say hello to the people, Sierra. Hi, people. She's super tired right now, and I have probably woken her from her slumber so uh, she's like I love you but let's get this shit fucking rolling yeah I stayed up I stayed up super late binge watching Netflix I was at a friend's house and she had another friend there and she's like oh you have to watch this show sex life on Netflix so I stayed up all night binging that Ooh, okay I just started episode one of that but I started it with Tyler and he, well, I didn't start it with him. He walked into the room and just goes, what the fuck is this shit? And then walked out. So is it good? It, there's only one season, right? Yeah, there's only one season. I watched the whole thing already. It's, it's realistic for sure. Is but it? I was getting very frustrated with that girl, but I don't want to tell you all the stuff we can talk about, I guess, after you finish, because I can't tell you everything if you're going to watch it. Yeah, no spoilers, but like the little, so I just got through like half of episode one, so I'll continue to watch it. But yeah, it's like very much how we, well, I felt at the Mm -hmm. beginning of like becoming a mom, like I want to get back out there and do my ratchet shit. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I prefer to take a thousand naps. And then the whole like seeing where like her husband is like she wants attention from him and she wants you know that good dick right he's just like working hard I'm fucking exhausted like leave me alone which okay Tyler watched part of that and as he rolls his eyes he's like she didn't ask him how his day was she just like went in there and was like already complaining he's like (laughs) so from a man's perspective she's in the wrong but to me I'm like Give her attention. She's been there with two kids all fucking day. Right, right. So if you watch the first episode, just the first episode, I was already agreeing with her because he comes in and he's like talking to his kid. And he's like, oh, where's my beautiful girl? And he's talking about the baby. You know, he kind of completely ignored the wife. And so like, it's not a show, I don't think for men. Men are not going to understand it. It's more of a female brain type show. Yes, I totally agree. So I'm going to have to sit and watch it. Um, so I'm excited about that. Somebody told me like, watch it. Cause it's lady porn. Is it lady? Yeah, porn? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. I'm excited. And you know, what's being recorded next that movie? Um, oh my God. I just forgot the name of it. Um, 365 part two. Oh, they're making another one. Yes. How are they making another one? When I thought that the girl died, didn't she die at the end? You know, as much as I know, when they don't show an actual dead body in the movie, oh, yeah. there's a part two. All you That's saw was her going into that cave, tunnel. yeah, to the, through the tunnel, and then the and then he was like devastated, and the movie ended. Right. I they could have kidnapped her. Exactly. Yeah. I follow them on Instagram, mm-hmm. and I saw that they're like back to recording um or shooting 365 and I was like oh my god I can't freaking wait it better be as good as the first one hopefully more English this time less subtitles because you know you're trying to read and you're trying to watch naked people and it doesn't work yeah Yeah, those are are good shows though I like the 365s did they say when it's coming out no but Mm -hmm. I'm very excited about it I mean finally some yeah. good lady porn movies yeah and guys like, can totally like our stuff but they watch porn all the time we just like romanticized porn yes <laughs> that's all it is just we, like when you remember when magic mike came out with Channing tatum it was like oh a whole thing God. yes 
I saw guys literally going off on Facebook, like, oh, all y'all sluts so excited to go see male strippers. Like, okay. And guys don't flock to the real strip club all the time. Exactly. And for the longest time, I was always like, mm, no, I don't want dick and balls slapping <laughs> in my face. But for Channing Tatum, I think I would make an <laughs> exception for sure. Right. Uh, yeah. We don't get enough lady porn like the dudes do. So I'm glad that it's taking a turn because I need to binge watch something and fantasize. <laughs> but the one thing that I can't get behind shower mm-hmm. sex, I can't do it. I basically like, you know, that like meme of Tarzan where Jane is like up against the tree and then it starts raining and okay. she looks miserable. Yeah, that's how I fucking feel. Just miserable water coming down my face. <laughs> it looks hot on screen, though. It does. It does look hot. She's probably regretting it. And the makeup people are probably regretting it. Like I sat in this makeup room with you for three hours and you're just going to get it washed off. Yeah. But, and then I also don't weigh 90 pounds where I can be thrown around in a bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. That's a problem (laughs) for me too. So let's get into Sierra. How did we meet? Oh, that story. (laughs) Me? That's such a long story. Crying over a guy at the park. Was it nighttime in the middle of the night? I think think I remember being dark. Almost. Yeah. 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 So I just remember sitting there crying over my whole boyfriend situation. I think he dumped me. And then I just remember you coming up to talk to me. I think you know that story better because wasn't Tara the one who came and got you? No, it was our old friend, Brandon, who was like, Oh, Brandon, I remember him. Yes, he was like, he came over to my apartment. And uh, um, I was probably what, like 14, 13, 14 years old, mm-hmm. came to my apartment and was like, Hey, your friend is crying at the park. And I was confused because I'm like, all my friends are right here in this living room. What are you talking about? So I go out and there you are, random girl crying in the park. And I was like, oh shit, I've already made contact with her. Eye contact. Like I can't, (laughs) I can't look away and walk away. So then a beautiful friendship started mainly because you psychotic random girl was like, I'll stay in the night at your place tonight. (laughs) And I was like, cool, please don't murder me in my sleep. (laughs) Yeah, now that I think about it, that was probably calculated because I just got dumped. And I guess your people, they don't know the story, but my boyfriend lived in the same apartments as you. So it's like, huh, if I stay over here for a while, (laughs) maybe things will get better. I don't know why I was wanting to get better. Had me go check my mailbox 27 times, guys. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Just to go be outside. Let's go for a walk. Yeah, that's probably how I got into property management. I took you on an apartment (laughs) tour. So many walks, yeah. (laughs) I think that's where we had the most fun, those apartments. Yes, that's where we met a lot of our friends and got a lot of our stories. Mm -hmm. And the crazy shit that we used to do, like at one point of me living in those apartments, I jumped into a frozen pool because I was super drunk on tequila and then I got sick the next day for like a straight week no I was there with a friend that you are not very fond of we'll keep their name out of this oh yeah I remember her yeah (laughs) that pool's seen a lot of vomit man remember the night the goldschlager night oh I'll never drink goldschlager again Goldschlager is right up there with fireball. Can't do mm-hmm. it. Can't smell it. Brings back nope. horrible, horrible memories. Yeah, I can't do it. Yeah, can't or do Jaeger. it. No Jaeger for me at all. No. What do you drink now? I don't drink much now. I think that's what I told John because he he's a drinker and I hardly ever drink. It's very, very rare. And I told him it's because I was all, I was done with it by the time we were 18. I was like, we, we went so hard, so young. By the time I got 21, I was like, no, I don't even want to do this anymore. Yeah. We partied really, really hard. I mean, I was surprised when we would go and party and then get home three, four o'clock in the morning 
to take a nap to mm-hmm. go to work. Yeah. If I try I to do that now, it. I would die. Yeah. I don't know how <laughs> we did it. And then I just became, I like, I was not fond of alcohol when it came to the hangovers. I cannot stand it. I don't know how people do it. I learned my limit real fast because that whole where the room is spinning thing. I don't know how people do that 24 seven. It's like, yeah. I'm sitting there praying to God. And then when you, you start throwing up, but then you can't throw up anymore. So you're dry heaving is the most awful thing in the world. Yeah. I can't do it. Do you remember the Halloween party where I woke up the next day and had vomit all down my hair? Yeah. Yeah. Those were Halloween. Your mom threw them every year. Was it every year at your house, Halloween and um, New Year's? Yeah. This party, though, was at one of your ex boyfriend's sister's house where I woke up with vomit in my hair. I remember that. Yeah. Oh, the, the one where you tried to leave because you said you needed to sober up and go get some milk. <laughs> oh my God. I, you, you literally is like, I need milk. Left the apartment and was walking around his apartments, knocking on door to door, asking people for milk. He was like, oh my God, we have to go find her because she's going to get kidnapped by one of these dudes in here. I'm like, oh my God. Then you ended up throwing up everywhere. I think he, I remember him taking his shirt off and giving it to you to wear. Yeah, I actually went into the kitchen and started eating sour cream out of the <laughs> container. <laughs> because you guys, I was a classy lady back then, for sure. <laughs> and these are the shenanigans that I would put Sierra through. She'd either have to come find me, sober me up, or spray me down with some sort of perfume because I smelled like a freaking pot tree (laughs) and her favorite thing to do with me was go to a nightclub and have my alter ego come out and (laughs) me um elbow everyone's drinks out of their hand and she walks behind me and apologizes to each person um yeah that she she's mama sierra (laughs) yeah those are fun Remember we got kicked out. Which one was it? We got one off of Katie. It was a huge, I think it was two-story club, and we got kicked out for underage drinking. Was that the same club I I won a lingerie contest? No, that was a different one, I think. Because we were sitting with two guys and they bought us drinks, but we had those big ass X's on our hands. So when the security people came by, the guys had, um, they were, no, they were sitting there. They were like, who bought you those drinks? Were these guys? And we're like, no, no, it was some guys downstairs. We just walked up here and started talking to them. And they're like, oh, well, y'all are kicked out. Y'all can't come back. I don't remember. I remember a lot of licking of our hands to get those stupid X's off. off. That's fantastic. I love those memories (laughs) so, so much. But you're right. My mom's parties always super super crazy and then to kind of backtrack on that I remember that morning of the hair vomit situation Mm -hmm. we had to get dressed and I think you had to go to church that morning yes I was hung over in church it was the most awful thing ever because I can feel the (laughs) so I'm dating the pastor's son and I can feel the pastor looking at me like I know what y'all did last night (laughs) I was just sitting there trying not to throw up in the middle of his sermon. It was the most awful experience. Yeah. And the thing that sucked for me was that I did not go to church, but I went to your house because I think Mm -hmm. at the time I was living with you for a little while and Victor was there Mm -hmm. and I was extremely hungover and I started my period. (laughs) So it was like double whammy and both of us were just like, God, we're sorry. We won't do this anymore. Yeah, I was a horrible liar. So I was like, if you just make me feel better, I'll never drink again. That didn't happen. <laughs> that didn't happen because you have me for a sister. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, it's been intense. Do I love it? Absolutely. Because we have so many stories. I cannot wait for our babies to grow up and try to pull the shit that we pulled. <laughs> I... I will be that mama that will walk into a bar and or to a, a backyard party like we used mm-hmm. to go to and be like, oh, you think y'all can drink? Let You're not going to let her drink? Let me show you. Oh, no. 
I'm going to let her deal with those cheer on, cheer on sequences. <laughs> Do you remember that? <laughs> we were just talking about that the other day. We were like, because I was telling, I was telling, um, some of my friends and my mom's husband, I was telling them how uh, we used to be able to go to your house and party and your mom would let us because she was, she it was, it was good logic. She was like, if y'all, if I don't let y'all do it here, y'all are going to go out and y'all are going to do it somewhere else. And I can't see y'all. I don't know where y'all are. Y'all could be trying to drive back and forth. Something bad can happen to y'all. So it's better to do it here where, where I can keep you safe, where I know you're okay. And I was like, actually, a lot of parents probably wouldn't think, you know, they'd probably be mad at her about it, but it's actually good logic because I think a lot of people grow up and they start to get naive. They forget what they were doing when they were young your kid is going to go out and party. And if you think about it, I've read like the stories, like those kids in Atascacita, they went out drinking, the boy crashed the car and the two girls he had in the back died. Well, you would much rather have the mom, the fun mom that's letting everybody do it at her house than to get the, you know, the cops knocking on your door about your kids. Yeah. So like, I'm trying to weigh that, like which way will I go as a mom? Yeah. And you know, what's so crazy about that? I was actually living in Atascacita um, at that time. And oh, I really? woke up out of my sleep because I heard a loud bang and it was mm-hmm. their cars like really? smashing into the tree across the street from me. And all three kids died on impact because oh, wow. they refused to stay and they mm-hmm. allowed and And it's one of those, like you guys with Uber and Lyft and everything mm-hmm. out there, you know, and I'm not saying I wasn't one of those you know, one of those kids that like got super drunk and drove my butt home thinking I'm fine to do it. That was so irresponsible of me. And I think back, like I could have really hurt people, you know, right. I could ruin my life. But, and not- you know, but I see it because as a kid, you're right. You don't have as much, you don't have the same brain power you do now to think responsible. So if you're, if you went out and you got party with your friends already at a party, you weren't supposed to be at, you weren't supposed to be drinking. And then you get that text from your parents, get your ass home now. Well, you're going to try to get in your car and get home so you don't get in trouble. So I see how, how it happens. So that's like, at least when we were doing it, we did have a safe place to do it. Yeah. And let's be real. My mom just also <laughs> wanted to party. Yeah. But she still your mom is the life of the part. Every party. My mom is the only one alive at the end of her parties <laughs> I know that I was telling my mom that the other day I'm like Kenya would be mad at us because she's like you little pussies y'all are done already <laughs> like I'm still drinking I'm like dude I'm 16 I can't keep up I'm ready to fall past the hell out god but it was so fun do you remember wow. it was me you and Jeremy mm-hmm. with one bottle of unopened tequila just one shot after the other until the entire bottle Bottle. was gone yeah I'm surprised I wasn't as bad that night I I honestly don't know how we're alive today (laughs) you should have alcohol poisoning by now oh my god we were those kids that were like oh drinking okay we can do more than that right (laughs) <laughs> you had something to prove we can drink the whole fucking bottle like yeah. we're cool I'm like dude that's why I'm not a big drinker now because I have all those memories of how fucked up I was and it was horrible and we witnessed so many insane situations while fucked up like I don't know if you remember but there was a guy that lived in the neighborhood that my mom lived in who got super trashed and oh, then the ran down the street naked <laughs> and we were I underage remember he had his stuff pierced <laughs> I'm like dude we're underage this is so illegal right now not Just back like... in the early 2000s <laughs> yeah there wasn't a me too movement yet <laughs> or his ass would have been sued yeah we're like what 15 16 years yeah, old he's and just freaking right in front of us like it's no big deal and you know what wasn't wasn't you know who dating him at that time wasn't he dating someone we knew I think so yeah he was oh my gosh he was Will Ferrell work tonight we're going (laughs) (laughs) yeah crazy that guy is crazy 
And then what about the girl who my mother got drunk? Mm-hmm. Usually, okay, you guys, if you don't know my mother, <laughs> when I say my mother can get you fucked up, don't challenge her. Yeah, don't challenge her. She can fucking get you fucked up. Like, and she will be sober at the end the of cops it. get called okay <laughs> like she'll be like I don't know why they're on the floor I'm completely sober I haven't had a drink all day right but you will be laid out for the next two days so uh, my mother likes to make friends she's very very friendly everybody mm-hmm. loves her she's easy to talk to and mm-hmm. she throws super great parties yeah so she decided to make friends with one of the neighbors Got her super hammered. Sierra and I came home, went to go to bed. And Sierra is the first one to wake up because any little noise gets her out of her sleep. She wakes me up and she goes, oh my God, who the fuck is this? This girl doesn't know where she is, walks into my bedroom, pulls her pants down and proceeds to piss on my fucking carpet. I don't like the look on mine and Sierra's face. Like what the fuck is happening right now? Are we being punked? Like the shit that we've witnessed. Yeah. It was crazy. The woman. Oh, what about the one girl Tara's friend that had to be put in the bathtub? Oh, yep. And my mother everywhere in the garage. She did. And my mother put her in the bathtub and threw bread at her like she was a duck she's like this will sober you up i gotta get back to the party we're sitting there laughing from the bathroom door like god we should have felt bad for her so much has happened and now we're so old i mean we're 31 years old but i feel so old like i cannot hang i can't any of the things i can't even a little bit that's why i'm the first one out almost every time because i just um it's like i said by the time we were 21 i was done all the extra times i went out after that was to go out with you but if it would have been just up to me nope at my at home watching netflix yeah all partied out i can't do clubs anymore that Mm -mm. just sounds terrible to me i would be the old lady in the corner with my purse like everybody fuck off that would be me now but yeah I can't do it god and I remember the night we went out I don't remember what it was for but we went out and sometimes you're happy friendly social drunk other times you feel like you need to tell people about themselves so we're outside waiting for our uber and there's this girl who's like throwing up she's super sick and you're telling the guy how he needs to be taking care of her and he gets remember he gets super pissed at you wants to start a fight Yeah, that was New Year's Eve, Mm -hmm. downtown Houston. I don't remember what bar. Yeah. And it was three of them, three guys, one girl. And okay, so I mentioned a little bit earlier in in this podcast that I have an alter ego. Mm -hmm. Her name is Gina Rosa. She likes to come out every so often, typically with tequila. I don't let her out very often because the bitch is a mess. Okay. Um, she's kind of a two-parter girl like Gina. She loves everyone. She wants to dance, make friends. She wants to tell all the girls in the bathroom how beautiful they are and take selfies and get their phone numbers knowing damn well the next day she's not going to call anyone. Rosa, on the other hand, she likes to let everybody know that she's tough as shit and will fight anyone at any time. Bring it. Yes. Not the best one to come out. And I think (laughs) like someone really needs to count my shots and be like, okay, like shot number three, uh, Jennifer loves you off. Yeah. Try cutting you off when you're fucking drunk. Good luck with that. I've tried to let you drive, let me drive your car home. No, I got it. I can drive. I do this all the time. It's fine. <laughs> you, you do, you give no F's when you're drunk. You will not listen to any reason or logic at all. I've yeah. tried. Yeah. For how many years? It's been a while. Like, yeah. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I think somebody needs to be like, okay, when you take shot number eight, you become Rosa. So let's stop at shot seven. Yeah. <laughs> let's, and then like shot eight, just start drinking water. 
Yeah. <laughs> bring bring her a shot of water. She's gonna think it's tequila. Yeah. I don't think that I've gotten that crazy in a very yeah. long because again, I can't my body can't handle it. Now I have gotten really, really drunk more recent than not. This was last year for Christmas, I think. Um, when Tyler met my parents, I mixed tequila with um De Serrano. Mm-hmm. terrible terrible combo and my mother fed us like chili that day I got super hammered my mom was super hammered where the next day she was like look at all these pictures and it's just like blurs of things <laughs> and people like she took no actual pictures of anything mm-hmm. and then um I ended up almost making it home Tyler said that we were one turn away from being in um in his neighborhood. Mm-hmm. One turn, less than a minute. He said, I just looked at him, said, roll window. He tried to roll it. He got halfway before I just blew chunks out of this window, which oh. blew back into my face, blew in the back of the car, which Emma my daughter was sitting right behind me and blew on her and she's screaming in the backseat, roll the window down, roll the window down. It stinks in here. And then we get home. Tyler gets out of the car to like open the door and get me inside. I open my door and fall straight out into the snow. Oh my God. My daughter walks over me like roadkill. (laughs) Um, Tyler puts me in the shower and he's just like, take care of yourself. I'll be, I'll be around Mm -hmm. puts me to bed. And then the next day he looks at me, laughs, gives me a bucket of soapy water and goes, have fun. (laughs) You want to clean it up? It took me five hours to clean my car. Luckily it was December and it had snowed and the windows were rolled down to where Mm -hmm. all of the puke froze over like puke popsicles. So I just had to scrape a whole lot. Uh, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't miss that day at all. It was, it was terrible. So it was like the memory that we will hold dear in our hearts forever. The day my boyfriend met my parents, I vomited everywhere. Um, How's marriage life? It's calmed me down. Well, you know, I calmed down as soon as I had Wyatt, but marriage life is good. Very, very good. That's what I said. I do. I pretty much don't do anything anymore. That's what I was going to ask. I wonder what it is about drinkers. So like everyone else around me are still drinkers besides me, including my husband. Why is it that drinkers, you know, because you're a drinker, why is it that other drinkers want everyone else to drink? If you're just sitting there sober, they're like, no, 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 can't have it. Chug this. Like, what's the deal? Because in our minds, we automatically assume that you are not going to have as good of a time as we are. So catch up, bitch, because you're about to go on this roller coaster with us can have a sober good time go hang out with people in aa i don't know you have friends and family that love to party and you are the one that's like um i'll pick y'all up yeah i'll be the the dd and we're just like no because you especially like when you are drunk you are i mean not saying you're not fun sober but you are so much fun when you are drunk let's not forget the night you made out with a gay guy yeah that wasn't fucking drunk that was like gone gone to the world yeah Mm -mm. that that was the night of the goldschlager with the pool i ended up getting i ended up making it all the way home woke up in your bed and i didn't even know how the hell i got there and apparently mike ended up carrying me up the stairs that's when you get the drunkness level is time machine drunk. Yeah. Yeah. Like it literally, cause you know what? I, I told John that I was like, before when people would tell me that they got so drunk, they didn't remember what they did. I used to think that was a cop out for their behavior for the night before until it happened to me that night. Because I remember people telling me that I ended up puking all in the pool, that I was crying, asking for my ex, someone to call my ex for him to come pick me up. And then I made out with, you know who, and I'm, and then I woke up in your bed out of nowhere where I'm like yeah it's true I literally blacked out I don't remember any of this at all and I was so god I was so embarrassed welcome to the club 
you got your stamp. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad. I, why are we talking about this? Because I think everyone done forgot <laughs> reminding people. Oh, did you not realize what my show was? I bring up all of my past. That's what my old therapist said. Talk about it and it'll make you feel better. Yeah. So I made a fucking podcast to do the thing. It's so much fun. Oh, I high school for us was very fun, very intense. Like not a day went by where we weren't getting into some kind of trouble. That's what I think. Now that I'm thinking back, because before when I was young, I thought we were pretty good kids. We were not. We were awful kids. We were terrible. We've come such a long way because I was a terrible kid. Like when you're when you become a parent, you're like, okay, I wasn't a good kid because I wouldn't want my kid doing any of the shit that I did at all like be somewhere in a library reading books don't do the shit I did hopefully our children will be toned down versions of us yeah me mostly because <laughs> I don't have the strength I don't but right, like what are you gonna do if Emma comes home high remember when we came home your mom, eyes were bloodshot red your mom's just looking at us like oh we went to the pool chlorine <laughs> chlorine yeah chlorine was the problem and <laughs> as kids we think of like we think we are so fucking slick Smart. yeah and our parents are just like fucking dumbass really yeah I, I know you're high yeah or that time I got really really stoned walked into the house and instead of booking it to my bedroom like I normally do my mom was cooking something delicious. So mm-hmm. my nose took me to the kitchen. Mm-hmm. I'm standing over her while she's cooking. I burp and a cloud of smoke comes out of my mouth. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. I was like, that's my cue to go. Bye. Right. Like idiots, complete yeah. idiots. I was going to say, that's why I pretty much spent all my time at your house. Cause if I would have done any of that, came home like that at my house, oh, it would have been World War Three. <laughs> yeah. And then with you having three brothers, mm-hmm. like they, they already caused the problems. So when it got to you, I think, and to me, <laughs> because Okay, I call Sierra my sister because I have gotten my butt shouted at. I've gotten whooped by her mom. Like, you know your family when you get grounded by someone that's not really your mom. Yeah. So she's mom. At any given moment, she's my mom to anyone. That's the same. Kenya's butt feel like my second mom. Yeah. Or your aunt, because, you know, she's tired (laughs) of being somebody's parent. (laughs) Anyone's parent. She's like, no, I'd rather not. Um, But yeah, it was just, I think with the brothers, aside from Vic, he was the good one for the longest time. Came home, did his homework, you know, played video games. Like he was the the quiet one. Um, But the other two, they... They yeah. they were like they were they really were like to make your mom's hair fall out. Yeah, yeah. So when I guess when it got down to the two of us, she was too exhausted to yell at us. No, she probably thought that. I think I just talked to her about this the other day. She thought we were at. She thought that we were at your house just being little good girls, having like paint your nail parties and crap. <laughs> like no, sorry, that's not what we were doing. We weren't braiding each other's hair. No, we were sniffing the nail polish, maybe. <laughs> Like, who brought us into this world? Actually, for me, it was two guys that I went to school with where I used to live. And they introduced me and another one of my good friends to weed. Mm -hmm. And then I just, I was like, this is fantastic. Who doesn't want to do this? I actually think I didn't get that until I met you. I was actually an up and up kid until we got together. we got together so again the blame is on me guys Mm -hmm. whatever you were just a good church girl were you I was I sure was and it's so how we met too was um I was going through a phase yes a goth phase can we even call it a goth phase it was goth and it was so annoying (laughs) you were black all the time with these two little fucking pigtails that I could not stand. I would try to drop hints like like nice as possible. I'm like, so do you ever do anything else with your hair? Or I'd be like, your hair is so pretty. You could do all these pretty things with it. <laughs> so you wouldn't get the fucking hint. I'm like, take out the fucking pigtails. Good God. And then 
finally you took out the pigtails and started dressing like a girl and realized how hot everybody thought you were and never fucking went back. It's so funny because it's like we switched roles. Now I'm the one who wears no colors, black all the time, and you're the one who's dolled up. I mean, that first day, and I remember the outfit that you put me on. I was in a tank, a pink tank top in mm-hmm. a pink skirt. Um, The skirt, I think, was like a jean skirt. Mm-hmm pink jean skirt and I think I was wearing baby fat and put my hair down got on the school bus and one of the boys was like Jennifer is that you and I was like Sierra made me do this (laughs) and then like all the looks and then like I mean the game was fucking changed that day and I'm so happy for it because it was exhausting being like depressed all the time yeah but yeah i i won't go back and i like this too much yeah you got good at it you're the one who puts all the outfits and stuff together now i'm terrible (laughs) at fashion you would never know and i dressed like a girl as a kid you were a cheerleader Mm -hmm. and then you did um like the therapist thing at school for like the Mm -hmm. football players because yeah, that was your therapy. thing trying to get me to foot to go to football games all the time mm-hmm. yeah and I'm just like I hate it here all these peppy <laughs> assholes I can't do it and I already don't like sports I'm sorry I know that disappoints a lot of people but I don't really watch sports just because I'm Brazilian does not mean I like soccer racist assholes I'm just kidding love you but no I don't watch soccer I don't do football like I don't understand it I understand basketball more than I do football because it's easier to follow I know exactly where the ball is going like I know football the ball gets thrown boom can't see it anymore I'm trying to follow (laughs) somebody somebody falls down has a concussion and I still don't know where the hell the ball went yeah so I wanted I'm to glad. be, I was, I was dead set though that I was, for one, I was trying to let her. So I wanted a letterman jacket. And so I was trying to let her. And then um, I thought I was going to, I when I was younger, I wanted to be a physical therapist. So that's why I was in that program. But I shouldn't have been in that program because that's where I met you know who during yes. two days during the summer. The one who shall not be named. Be named. Yeah, Voldemort over there. Yep, asshole. <laughs> I hope he stubs his toe every day of his life. <laughs> such such a garbage human <laughs> you know mm-hmm. I, feel. I could go through i can make this podcast all about the hatred i have in my heart for this person and i don't hate a lot of people like this <laughs> just you uh. <laughs> but just that one piece of shit <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. Let's move forward. (laughs) Yeah, we're not going to call anybody out today. No. Water under the bridge. Is it, though? I hope he's under a bridge. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, so marriage is going good. Do you have anything to tell the people who are about to get married or are in their first year of marriage? Because I think, I feel like the person that you're with, it works out because you guys are such best friends. You don't hold anything back from each other. Mm-mm. And you just let it all out on the table so that way you can communicate and fix whatever needs to get fixed and move forward. Yeah. My advice would probably be people who haven't gotten married yet, because being that I've only been married, we've been together three years, but I've only actually been married a year. So I don't want to sound like I'm 50 years in giving marriage advice. But so like before you get married, that's what I would say. Make sure you're marrying your your best friend because that way it's going to work because it just it's it makes it so easy relationships in general are already hard but if you marry your best friend and i feel like it makes it 10 times easier because you just get along all the rest of that extra bullshit that people deal with it's like we're friends first so we we're able to sit down and and talk things out and you know laugh together we always fucking have something to talk about we never run out of stuff to talk about if they're not if you don't feel like they're your best friend if it's just the like that show if it's just the lust and and the passion and the attraction and that's it uh-uh. probably shouldn't be getting married yeah that's what i would definitely say marry your best friend and then people i feel like people don't do enough of their research that's what i think keeps us so easy in a relationship too we're constantly trying to better ourselves so we watch like a lot of youtube videos on relationships and people who have been married 50 and 60 years and what they have to say their advice i'm, I'm real big on the love languages if you do not know your spouse's love language that's like number one thing you need to figure it out and then you need to make sure that you're doing that very very often as possible what do you mean by that 
lovely. So like the like, five, the, oh, you'll need to read it because you and Tyler, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna send y'all the book. So it's called the Five Love Languages, and what it's um like, damn, what are they now? I'm drawing a blank because I'm on a podcast and nervous. But it's like um so time, which means you're a person that likes to spend time with your spouse. Um, acts of service, which means you like someone who's constantly doing things for you. Um, one is touch, self-explanatory. Um, what is the other two? I can't think of it off the top of my head, but it's basically you're supposed to like John's is acts of acts of service. So he's one of those people. He's super, super neat freak, super anal. He cannot stand to be in a house that's messy. So he'll be happy as long as he comes home and the house looks nice and neat, the bed is made. And when he walks in, it smells good. Like I live like always trying to buy different awesome smelling candles because as soon as he walks in, if he can smell that the house smells good and it looks good visually, he's automatically going to be in a better mood from work. So it's like, um, and they talk about like a lot of people don't understand or haven't learned about love languages. So they think like, Oh, I'm doing this. And they're speaking in their own love language. So if you're saying you're a person who's into touch, you like to be touched physically all the time, you're super affectionate. And so that's the same thing you do to Tyler. So you feel like that's how you're constantly showing him love, but you can't, he, you can't understand what his fucking problem is, is because that may be your love language, but not his, his may be acts of service. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Right. So it's just like super important to find that out because I feel like that's one of the biggest things. If you can find out, it's basically what fills that person's love tank. And if you can find that out, freaking smooth sailing, as long as you don't have any of the, which we don't have those problems, the cheating or the lying or any of that, then you're good to go. Yeah. I would say the love languages and communication, two biggest things. Ooh, you should definitely send me that book. But I do now, like you um, explaining it, I do know what you're talking about because I did watch a YouTube video where a couple mm-hmm. was talking about that like what works may not work for for her so right. I tried to see what she likes maybe she likes to be pampered and given flowers every oh, day gifts. that was one yeah, yeah. so mm-hmm. I come home and I bring flowers to her every day and it makes her smile she mm-hmm. knows that I like this this and that and so she does it it's not about what you want it's about what right. they want they in order want. to make it to work you know um, right so yeah that was it you just sparked my memory so the last two were gifts and words of affirmation those were the last two and so it's like no matter what you do you can try to think you're doing everything right but if it's a person who likes gifts and you never buy them shit or you never bring them home flowers or something they're going to be like always feel like something's missing you know yeah super important to know oh uh, well I'm so freaking happy for you and so excited are you guys going to do like a one-year anniversary back in Hawaii where we had the wedding well we did our one year in um Padre in March so next year for our two-year I have no idea where we're going has it been a year already mm-hmm. when did we we went to Hawaii in March in March wow where mm-hmm. the fuck have I been yeah time has gone by yeah that was so much fun granted you were a little bit of a bridezilla you didn't really (laughs) let anybody drink at all granted it was your time and your days so nobody could say anything but yeah you kind of were you're like you know why though because I knew all the different personalities that were there and you start getting alcohol people getting that liquid courage and they don't mind telling people about themselves <laughs> once the alcohol kicks in so we had to avoid that at all costs it would have been a shit show so you definitely didn't want Gina Rosa to come out exactly exactly <laughs> Some but people are deserving it, if we're being honest. Yes. <laughs> yes. They also will not be named. <laughs> um, but I cannot wait um, to have another reunion. I can't wait for it to be uh, the four of us, you, me, John, and Tyler, to mm-hmm. really sit down and like get to chit chat with each other and just have all of the conversations um, and have a good time with each other. Cause I don't think the the last time I came down to Houston, mm-hmm. we didn't really get to talk as much. Cause I was, you know, I invite everyone that I care about to come out and eat dinner with me and, you know, have a good time. So I'm mm-hmm. trying to make sure I'm talking to every single person. <laughs> right. And, you know, it's not, it's not the same if it was just a kind of an intimate grouping, you know, just mm-hmm. the four of us. Oh, yeah, because I don't talk whenever there's a group of people. True. true. Kelsey's going to listen to this podcast and be like, you fucking bitch. (laughs) (laughs) 
know how she's doing. She got engaged, right? She is engaged. She knew about her engagement, (laughs) which was freaking hilarious. You guys, if you knew my friend Kelsey, you would understand and you would crack up laughing. This girl does not give a fuck. She (laughs) kind of like knew that he was going to propose. She kind of knew when, but was kind of unsure. But she made sure to just have her nails done at all times. And yeah, she's engaged. Her wedding is sometime next year. I'm so excited to be there. I'm so excited to support her. They are absolutely adorable together. Yeah, so, I love yeah. her. She's so funny. Yeah, she she's going to be a good time. I yeah. can't wait to see her. She, I talked to her and she said that planning a wedding is a fucking nightmare. So if you are currently planning a wedding right now, go to my podcast link and send me a voice video of how it's going and how many glasses or bottles of wine you've had to drink since you've been engaged. I can tell you right now, it is awful. That's how I ended up having a destination wedding because you're sitting there, you're going through all these options, all these fucking decisions. And then it's like for girls, it's like that day, you know, you've been thinking about that shit since you were little. So you want it to be absolutely perfect until you're like, you're stressed, like want to pull your fucking hair out. And then at the end of the day, I was like, okay, oh, and the pricing, don't get me started on the fucking pricing. I went to some venues. They're like, oh, 20 grand for six hours. I'm like, go fuck yourself, bro. Like, no, you're out of your mind. So I'm like sitting there like, I'm going to spend thousands and thousands of dollars for all these people to come. And they're just going to be sitting there nitpicking, nitpicking my venue, nitpicking my flowers. My food don't taste like they thought it should, et cetera, et cetera. I was like, so you know what? Screw this. I'm going to make myself happy. I'm going to get a destination wedding. So it will be like my wedding and my honeymoon. And the people who actually love me and care to fucking be there will fly out. And best time of my fucking life. And all the stress, like as soon as we decided destination wedding, all the stress just left my body. It was beautiful. Hawaii is amazing. Slightly on the higher priced side, but for the things you get to see, absolutely worth it. Yeah, but I ended up spending less on, that's what a lot of people, people need to look into if they don't mind like ditching the family and everybody and doing a destination wedding. I spent less money, far less money doing a destination wedding than I would have if I would have done it here at home because I didn't need the venue and the caterers and everything else that comes with it and I think you also did like a barbecue either before or after the wedding so that like the people who couldn't make it got to go to the barbecue right no I never even ended up doing that I came home was like yeah whatever <laughs> I had fun <laughs> Don't need to go. but I also think that's a good idea too yeah it's a good you idea know? yeah you know, if you can't make it to the destination wedding you can come and enjoy a yeah, barbecue celebrate with us after the fact yeah yeah but yeah. I read today I think um this couple mm-hmm. decided that de- depending on what um what gift you brought mm-hmm. is what you were going to get to eat oh wow that's tacky yeah so it was like two so they had like different like price points and de- like the platinum plan the gold plan oh so if you God. if you brought a gift between $250 and $500 you could get like a bougier chicken if you brought a gift that was like 500 to a thousand dollars you got like really expensive cuts of meat oh my god that is so and i were like we would be the ones in the background right. with our bologna sandwich making <laughs> all the noise every time you try to make a speech <laughs> And that's super tacky because just because someone doesn't buy you a super expensive gift, that doesn't equate with how much they fucking love you. What if you have a cousin or something who's not doing so well in life right now? You know what I mean? So they can't buy an expensive gift, but they still love you. They're still happy to be there. And then once they get there, you insult them with this fucking gift dinner pricing plan. Like, what the hell? And then it's like everyone around you knows what kind of gift you bought them because of where your food is. What you're eating. Yeah, that would be, I wouldn't even show up to that. I would have walked out the door after I saw that. Yeah. Like, no, that is the most bougiest thing. Yeah. Now, let me get your opinion on this. 
how would you feel about someone doing um like a pay to come into my wedding that's tacky too okay it's your wedding you're the one getting married you're the one asking people to come out and celebrate with you so it's your job to pay for all the shit it's not other people's job it's not a freaking club pay to enter no (laughs) that's so tacky so for the person who thought this was a good idea and I also told you no now you have a second person who also oh, sorry, someone else. yes so now we have you an answer tell me that before my answer <laughs> you know I don't like to be harsh to people god could have warned me no nope, I wanted whatever to you want to do with your wedding love is it's what you should do it makes you happy it's your day that would be my answer <laughs> No, they're not getting married anytime soon. Okay. So fine. They they just brought this up. They're um throwing ideas out there and I made fun of them. So okay. this this helps. Yeah, let's throw that idea out. Let's there you it. go. You heard it here first. You're welcome. <laughs> Jen and Sia here to answer questions, solve problems. Yeah. <laughs> The only thing I think it's okay, like, if you're going to have bridesmaids, I think it's okay to, like, ask your bridesmaids to pay for their own dresses and stuff, but that's just, and then your best, their groomsmen, their tuxedos, but that's as far as it goes. Everything else is supposed to be covered by the bride and the groom, and then if people want to bring gifts, then they bring gifts. But I've also heard of people where they demand the gifts, and if you don't bring gifts, you can't come in. I've heard that on the radio. That's super tacky, too. Yeah, that is super tacky. <laughs> or um, how do you feel, because I... So I heard this where someone was like, if I have, if I already have my house and Mm -hmm. I have all of my, you know, appliances and cutlery and whatever, can I request to have money as a gift? Cash. I've, I've been asked that too, actually, not too long ago. I think it's tacky, but that's just me because I'm one of those people who's always worried about what people are going to think or how they're going to feel about what I'm doing. But I mean, to each their own, if you like, if you feel like you'll be happier with cash the people who are okay with it are going to give you cash and the people who didn't want to they're not anyway so I guess I don't know that one's I think per by person person by person I mean do you think that's okay I mean they give out cash at like bar mitzvahs (laughs) birthdays (laughs) yeah so I I'm kind of the same it's 50 50 for me like I feel like if you don't need a blender why ask for a blender or towels they're gonna spend the money anyways for the gift so I guess it doesn't make a difference it's just the whole thing of asking though is what I'm like how do you ask that like I don't want any of your damn gifts I have everything I need give me cash like how do you go about (laughs) asking that the right way or like I and I'm the type I don't want gift cards either like I want I want the straight cat Venmo me. So I don't know. Again, you guys, please use the voice message and send me your answers on this. I want to hear who says yes to cash for their wedding. I mean, you could. It's tacky. Right. You can make it sound elegant in some way, I guess. Like, oh, the the fiance and I have been living together for a while. So we already have all of our house, whatever. So uh, gifts are not needed. But if you would like to give something, honeymoon donations are accepted. You know, I mean it's like I think it's just in the wording is that one I don't think it's tacky it's just how you go about wording it yeah oh do you remember I think it was a year or two ago the bride who had people donate money for her wedding and Mm -hmm. then they decided to cancel the wedding and not return the money to people's money and Mm. people were like going crazy like give me my money back you're not having a wedding and she was like well we're gonna you know have a honeymoon and they're like we're not invited to this honeymoon yeah yeah i don't know about that one i think that someone should have knocked on her door See, you know what? I guess it all is just in the person because I don't think me, I can see how people would be mad, but me personally, I wouldn't be mad because I've always been taught. And that's just one another one of my mom's things like don't give what you don't have. So once you give something away, don't respect, don't expect it back. 
Like, even if it was an agreement that, hey, I'll, you, I'll borrow it and I'll give it back to you. If they give it back, great. But if they don't, don't make a big deal out of it because you you gave it. You know what I mean? So it's just one of those things that I, I have. If I give money, I don't expect it back. I'm the same way because mom number two, your mom, <laughs> gave me and you that speech. Yeah. She probably gave it to you once before on your own, but also gave it to me with both of us together. Don't expect anything back again. Mm -hmm. Great. If you get it back, but if you're giving somebody 30, 40, a hundred dollars, just put it out of your mind. It's gone Mm -hmm. when it comes back to you. Like, Oh, sweet. I yeah. have money, but don't right. be one of those people that are constantly like, um, where's my money at? There. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause then like a like, loan chart. Yeah. yeah. You pay them the hundred dollars back and they're like, where's the interest? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. It's like, the same thing you do like with homeless people. They're like, oh, what if they go buy um, drugs or alcohol with that money? I'm like, that's not why I'm giving it to them. I'm giving it to them because I see they're homeless. They may need a fucking blanket, a pillow or something to eat. If they choose to squander it on something that's not good for them, that's between them and fucking God. It has nothing to do with me. I gave out of the kindness of my heart. The rest is not my business. Yeah. So. Tyler thinks that every time I give out money to the homeless is because I'm trying to ask God. God to erase some of my sins. <laughs> some brownie points. Some brownie points. Yeah, <laughs> if you will. And I'm just like, and he's like, no, we're not going to give them money because they're just going to put it in their pocket and then go around the corner and get in their BMW. Like he's just like somebody did him wrong in those streets. And my boyfriend just doesn't trust anyone (laughs) that's homeless. He's like, they're not homeless. They have a suit in their car. They're (laughs) yeah, it does happen though. Like I now back in the day, I would just give, give, give. But now unless you look visually, like I see your little tent over there under the freeway, I probably won't do it because I did learn that there's a lot of scammers like that. There's a lot of, there was one in my grandma's neighborhood. She done it for years and years. And this whole time I thought she was, she was homeless. And I used to give her money when I was driving past there. But one day, one of my friends that I grew up with in that neighborhood, they're like, why are you giving her money? She has a house right around the corner from us. <laughs> are you serious? I've been giving this lady money for years. And you know, back then I didn't make that much money. So I'm giving her out of my little bit so she can eat and she has her own house i'm like this bitch so now unless you have like one leg or something or a wheelchair and i see your little hut like no people have ruined it and the lie is they have both both of their legs fully function but they rubber band one leg (laughs) and and you're like oh no they have no leg lieutenant dan you've got no legs If you haven't realized, Sierra and I like to quote movies like no end. So you are going to hear that through this podcast. It's fantastic. Play along if you can. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's, it's been a lot. And yeah, I don't, it's very hard as you grow up and as you grow older, like you start to not trust a lot of people. It's yeah. like when you're younger, you have 30 friends, 500 mm-hmm. friends, and then we're 31 now. And I'm just like, shout out to all five of you. Yeah, exactly. You know, keeping in touch, texting every once in a while, which you are the worst at texting anyone back. Sorry, I if am. I was kidnapped, <laughs> I would be dead. I like phone calls more than texting. I'm Do getting you know- to- I'm getting into that old school mode where I prefer phone calls than texting. And me and John asked, I don't know if you saw, we don't have social media anymore. So when I was on social media, it's like you have your phone around more. Once you start getting to the habit of do like not being on social media ever, it's like now my phone, like my phone can be in my room and I'll be in here watching TV for hours. So then by the time I see it, I'm about to go to bed. I'll look at it like, oh, I'll respond tomorrow. And then I fucking forget to respond. So I've just gotten bad with it. Like, it's best to call me. Blow my phone up. I'll answer eventually. But texting, I'm awful. I am awful. You are. Um, But I uh, wanted to slowly kind of wrap this up and say thank you so much for being on this podcast today. I know that you are super sleepy. 
and you're just ready to continue with your Netflixing and chilling. But thank you so much for being here and loving me. And I cannot wait to bring you back because you and I have so much to talk about and it just flows every time that we talk. So everyone next time come wine with me and my sister. See, you want to give anyone a shout out? You want to say goodbye to anyone? You're just like, peace out, bitches. Oh, just thanks for inviting me on. I know I'm super awkward. I'm not the the social type, but if I can be there for my sister and support her podcast and her dreams, I'm always down for that. So I love you and thanks. I love you too. And I will make sure when I'm making that podcast money, we're going to go to Bora Bora or (laughs) New York, like we've been saying since we were 14. Our Sex in the City trip. There you go. Which I I don't want to get started on Sex in the City reboot. No. I'm excited for it. Um, But thanks you guys so much for listening to another episode of Let's Wine About It. Again, I'm Jen. Make sure to follow me on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all the podcasts. And I will see you guys next time. Bye.